Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Oh, baby, let's do it live. Boy, I, that, that that seems wrong. Holy macaroni. Which one's right? Turn the down a little bit. Okay. How are you now? Are you are you good now? Uh, one ear. Fine. One ear? One ear. Really fine. loud, though, right? Like, really loud. Mine was so loud that it, like, was <laughs> when you explode at a speaker. Yeah, when you said. Let's do it live. Yeah, whatever, we'll do it live. Yeah. I don't even remember. It sounded more like just pain. <laughs> If pain had a sound, it was that. That's how it would be. That's how you living, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Happy to have you back. It's been a fun Good week. To be back. Good I to missed be back. you. Um, but I know you were down frolicking in the sun, making you question, you know, the difficulties of the purpose of life. I think. And look at this. Look at this. As we look, look at this. as we look to our right. Yes. Look at this. Murph's it's Murph coming. It's Murph. He's, and, gonna, he's gonna come. We're gonna and the quarterback's gonna. We're gonna start the show off with a bang. That's right. We're gonna start you off with a bang. Let's let's let's. So Joe Flacco walking into the studio right now. That's right. Um, and and he will walk in, and we'll we'll get this thing underway. And um, Murph has brought him in. I mean, Gibby is welcoming. A big handshake from Gibby. Oh yeah. Big oh, handshake yeah. from Gibby. Oh yeah. Uh, Mr. Flacco steps into the studio, and we get a half embrace out of Zagura that turned oh, into a full. Mr. Flacco, good to see you, you, sir. Good to see you. Yep. Right, right here, sir. Right Come on there, down. The prime time there seat. Look at him. Come on down. Nice to see you. Come Gliding like a gazelle through the studio. Really grace. Yeah, a lot of grace. In a that lot walk. of elegance in yeah. that walk-in. How are you, sir? Good to see you. I'm doing well. This is the 52-week all year round, one to three every day. That's right. You guys are killing He knows huh? Cleveland Browns daily. <laughs> world on. show. It's world, the world show. show. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. I was saying, is it always football, or you guys like turn it into a podcast here? You just start talking about whatever you want. Football <laughs> is the umbrella. That's right. And yeah. then under that umbrella, we can go in a great many directions. At, the t- at times, it's like Seinfeld, a show about nothing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, the show is the show. It's just kind of the, yeah, what we hope the show for. Is the show. Um, what is this? Uh, what has this meant for you to have your kids see this at their age? Because a lot of your other greatness. They either weren't around or they were really they had to pull little. Up, he was having to pull up YouTube highlights and give yeah. him a grief. You know, I never really thought about it until until the last couple of years when they've grown. You know, when you were young, you just you were having kids to have kids, and that's what you wanted, and you didn't really think about them <laughs> watching you play football. Um, but then the last couple of years, like watching them get to the age where they understood what was going on, uh, my boys came to a game in uh, – at MetLife against the Dolphins, Elijah Moore went off that day. He, he his hundred-yard game. Yeah, he had a touchdown. He shook his he, sh- he shook his butt in the end zone. Whatever dance he did, <laughs> my kids were hooked from that game on, and they were huge Elijah Moore fans. And it just it just reminded me of being a kid and like how easily this game can kind of hook you and bring you in. Um, and it was probably right around that point where I started thinking, man, I missed out. Like, it would have been unbelievable to play, like, really play when these guys are yeah. at the age they are. So to have this opportunity has been incredible, yeah. 
I've had so many guys we talk to who retire, and and look, we're all in a different timeline now. With with you're younger than than Z and I, but in a, in a in a vicinity. And one of the things is we're we're all waiting later to get married and have children later. That that's the more common right. path. And so talk a lot of guys who retired from the league, even the Hoff, uh, Laurinaitis guys. I I know really well, and they're like, man, my kids never really got to see me play. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I remember. Uh, Matt Stover, when early on in my career, you know, he was up there. He's a kicker, obviously. It's like he played here. Yeah, I mean, he, he, did. he did both. He went yeah. Browns to Ravens, um, and he had like teenage kids when when he was walking out of the stadium. And uh, I do remember that, but it's not very often you see. No. Uh, Lardarius Webb had a kid. Um, his son's in college now, um, wow. and he so his son was. He was young when he was playing, but like he would, he was around the locker room a lot, and it was cool. Anquan's son was uh, a decent, uh, decent, of, decent of enough age to kind of be around the locker room and stuff like that, which was cool. It's always cool to see the kids and just uh, let them all take it in, you know. Yeah. It's awesome, and for people who have not yet watched, you got to watch sideline to sideline this week. I don't know if you've got a chance to see it. It's a kind of a 13-minute video that our our content team. Shout out to Lily, Connor, and Noah, or Lily, Ricky, and Noah. I'm sorry, who did a great job with it, but they feature uh, a lot. You're mic'd up and get a little more excited than I think people maybe would have. Oh thought. man, Joe Flacco gets out there on the sideline. Oh, uh, I kind of lost track of the fact that I was mic'd up. Um, it's good. It's natural. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> good. I know you always lose track. You try to warn guys before the game, like, hey, just so you know, I'm mic'd up. But everybody forgets, <laughs> yeah. and you just start going out there and doing your thing. Especially in that moment, you mentioned Elijah earlier, so I wanted to kind of bring this up when you threw the touchdown pass to Elijah your reaction to that was it felt like to me more than just we scored a touchdown I could tell how much you wanted that for Elijah you knew how much that meant to him I thought that was a pretty special moment so you had that great moment then you have the scariness of what happened after that and thank goodness he's doing great yeah but why did that one mean so much to you because clearly you guys have a bond maybe you knew your kids were there and you're like dad threw it to Elijah they're gonna love that I don't know it was great, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I have an answer for you. It was just, I think it was just natural. I mean, it wasn't really anything to, now, it's funny that you bring that up. It wasn't like, oh, we're playing the Jets. It had anything to do with that. Um, I think when you're playing well and the team's rolling, you want everybody to be a part of it. So to have him uh, really step up when he had the opportunity to, like, be a big part of it, yeah. um, it, I think that's cool. It's cool to see that happen. When did you, um, one of the things we've, Set on the program here, and it, from from our vantage point, it feels like you and Kevin see the game and AVP as well. You see the game very similarly um, in in terms of the calls that are being made, the way that you're processing the calls, the plays that are made on the field. When you went through the process of all right, I'm going to play again, Browns fit all of that stuff. How what were those conversations like, and and how accurate is that in terms of the way both you and Kevin see the game? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean. I, I don't think about that stuff too much. I'm just trying to like run the game, you know, do the game plan and the best I can. And obviously there were some uh, conversations early on, like, hey, kind of go through the offense, see what you like. You know, but it's not like you're, it's not like I'm making stuff up and drawing pictures and giving them to him. Like, hey, this is what I've done in the past. Like I'm picking stuff that we do. Um, I was excited about just the opportunity to get to work with him. I mean, you see him from afar and uh, he was with Gary uh, in Minnesota for a couple of years. Um, so, you, you know, he was with Norv Turner, who I think, you know, not that I was with Norv, but I've, I've done things similar to the, the way Norv did them. Um, Throw it down the field. So, yeah. you know, it's like it's not something that I've actively thought about, but, uh, I you know, I trust those guys. I was excited about the opportunity to trust those guys to put stuff together that was going to be successful. And 
Um, the other side of that is just the, the stuff that we're able to do is just the stuff that we're capable of doing is kind of unique because we do have a good front, like our offensive line is protecting their butts off. And then just what we do with our backs to help out and our tight ends to help out, all those different things. Um, you know, that's a credit to Kevin, but it's also a credit to our players and things like that and all of our other coaches putting things together where we can throw the ball down the field a little bit. All right, I got a couple of questions for you. First one, did you or are you aware of the picture that was snapped of you on the airplane when yeah. you were coming to Cleveland? Yeah, I, I am. Somebody, okay. uh, everybody said, I said, good. I flew home this Friday, this past Friday after the game. Good thing they didn't take a picture of that. <laughs> that, that whole... I think it was like probably four feet high that plane, man. It was crazy. I was like on my knees going back to my seat on that one. But, but yeah, I've seen the picture. okay. So it's great now. It's being regarded as like the most important picture in Cleveland Browns history, like because it was. You have to understand in Cleveland, any time that there's somebody who has a big name, there are reports that they're looking at real estate on the west side oh, or God. this. But like that was actually real. This is one of those where it actually came to be true. You actually did come here, and now this magical story is happening. So that was that. And then this one, more football. My favorite play in the whole game against the Jets was actually the pass to Jordan Akins because of just the beauty of the play, the ball handling, the th- all of it, and just the scheme, everything on that play. Is it fun being in an offense? Because you're clearly, you know, you're a nice ball handler. You can hand, that was that was a pretty fake right there. <laughs> Is that fun when you know you get to do a lot of this fun kind of ball handling back to the defense and then turn around and, oh, look, my guy's wide open? You know what was so fun about that play is, I mean, I was mic'd up, and you, if, you, if you were able to listen to the whole thing, you can hear I come to the sideline. I botched that fake up. I mean, what? I – Did I, you really? Oh, my gosh. You, know, you don't come out with one hand on the ball on that. Like the way it's we, a counter, too, right? Yeah, it's just – not the way we've done it and I've never really done the open open hand ball fake since I've been in the NFL in college I did it okay but I haven't done it since we've been here and you know we've we've worked on it a little bit out of practice but it's not something that like I've completely focused on it's just like okay it's a fake I'll do it you know um and I came out I I came out from under center and I was like I put my one hand out and I was like literally in the middle of the play I was like what are you doing that's not how you're supposed to do this and i just kind of like switched hands real quick and faked it and then next thing you know he's wide open and then like i go home this weekend uh this past weekend and i'm sitting in the barbershop and uh a kid sitting next to me and he says oh man i just saw i just saw a video of that play action that you did and i didn't even know what he was talking about because i'm like what good play action did i do uh, and then it wait, dawned, wait, and then it dawned on me like oh my god I hit it wide open I hit Jordan wide open all after on a keeper after the play action he's got to be talking about that and it's just so funny because I messed it up and we were laughing on the sideline like I was like guys did you see that this I, is I the best it. I thought it was uh, you know it worked out it worked out but man I was just like oh you idiot that was so bad. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It was obviously effective because if you watch the tape, everybody on the Jets thought it was a run. Yeah, I played it off. I played it off. (laughs) You most certainly did. Happy accidents, right? It it, it all works, uh, and this has all worked with with you since you've been here. Um, And and now we have this week where we're we're playing a game down in Cincinnati, but at the same time, a lot of you guys are resting, and and we have our eye on a much bigger prize out there. You're one of the few guys on this roster who knows what it likes what it takes to make a deep run in the postseason. Um, how much have, have conversation have you had with some of the younger guys who are just, man, they're starving for this run? You, you can sense it, certainly. Not a ton yet. I mean, there is still this game, so I think you don't want to jump you don't want to jump ahead too far. I, everybody's minds are probably on it a little bit, but there's you still got to respect the guys that are going out there and battling this week. I mean, all these games are so important. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can see it in guys' eyes and things like that, how excited everybody is. Um, 
it, it's it's an unbelievable time of the year to play football, and there's definitely something that's really special about these games. Um, I think everybody makes it it's like, oh, playoff football. It's this atmosphere. It's gonna be it's gonna be revved up, and you just got to do your best to just go out there and play the way you always do. And it, it's 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 still just play by play. Do the basic things. There are things about the atmosphere, like when you first got out there, like the first couple minutes of the game, the opening kickoff, the first couple drives, where you can tell people are very are a little bit more emotional about it. You know, they get themselves revved up. Um, but usually the game settles in, and, settle and it's in, about yeah. and it's about doing the fundamental things the best you can do it, you know? Yeah. So all those things that you talk about all year, um, they just become more evident in the playoff games. But it's, it's, not, it's not the crazy stuff. It's the simple plays. It's, it's just going back to the basics. Those are the things that become very evident, uh, you know, I think at this time of the year. So I went through all your career game logs because I wanted to look and see if you had, prior to this becoming public knowledge, if you had ever sat – going into the playoffs and I know you had not one game you kind of came out after I think maybe two drives which would be the closest thing to it going in what's kind of your mindset that and and somebody said it best the other day they're like he's come off the couch in the middle of season (laughs) and lighting it up like we're not worried if he's getting a week rest the year we won it in Baltimore we did this I I, 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 I played okay it it was one series one series okay maybe two I think it was probably one yeah but the mindset was very similar I hadn't missed a game at that point, so I wanted to, you know, Got I wanted to start, and that was probably the same for a couple guys. Like we just, I, I, like I said, I think we went out there and played a series, maybe two. Okay. It, was, it was in Cincinnati, but the mindset was pretty similar. And it was the year you did what again? <laughs> yeah. Well, how did, okay. Yeah. Right. The other thing I came across going through because I have every single game log you've ever played. By the way, it's a very long list when you've been in the league since 2008. A week seven or week eight, I'm sorry, 2008. You beat the Raiders. 29 to 10. You have a catch for 43 yards. I do. I Troy Smith. Troy Smith. I think okay. I threw one and ran one. State legend. Yeah. 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 I think I threw one and ran one in that game and that, and I and if I got I I You are correct. I caught it I caught one over the my left my right I guess I was running was, to my left down the left sideline on like a little rail route and I uh I caught it like kind of down by my waist and my knees, and I did one of those. I, I just couldn't. I wasn't upright enough, yeah. so I stumbled for like probably ten yards, and then I think I was probably I probably got down on like the ten yard line, but I came out of the backfield and I saw their. Uh, I'm sorry, whoever this was, but I saw their white linebacker, and I was like, you know what? I think I can run by this guy, <laughs> uh, and I, I snuck by him just enough, and Troy laid it right over my shoulder. But yeah, I did have a catch that game. Right, so if we ever, I mean, to me, it feels like if you have one catch for 43 yards on your resume, maybe we would try this again. I mean, uh, not I don't know. I don't, I, I don't Listen, know. Tom Brady went out and caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't well, know. Let's go then. Once we get there. Yeah, okay. I don't know about that. We'll leave the, we'll leave the catching <laughs> you look pretty up to spry all the other on guys. The, on the rollout to Jerome Ford, I'm just going to say. Once you touch that ball, did, it's yeah. like, like a cheetah. Yeah, this is um, – this is this has been awesome, man. And um, one thing I did a kind of informal poll among I have three little boys, 10, 12, 10, and eight, and I did like an informal poll and like, what do you ask for for? I mean, I got Flacco jerseys like eighty percent of the ass. And I'm going to tell you what, like we do this show every day year round. You could ask me three months ago if the most requested Christmas gift was fifteen Flacco jerseys, I would have said you're out of your mind. Oh how did, how did we get here? He man? Knows and you got to have you got to have that. It's oh, got to be just surreal. It is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if you if you have, like, a moment to sit back and, like, you know, like Thursday night when a bunch of my family is in town, they, there's a little bit of a – there's a little bit of time where you, like, kind of sit back and say, what is going on, you know? Uh, <laughs> Did you, you've seen a lot of things when you're in the league for a yeah. long time, but there's always things that come up and surprise you, and, you know, it's it's pretty special. Did you get a chance – and I know you were locked in, but maybe once the game was clearly over – 
We'll kind of look around. There were a lot of signs about you in the stands. Did you see the one that said, we forgive you, Joe? <laughs> I didn't. You know, I I don't usually settle down till the clock is zero. But after we kicked the field goal to go up by 17, I, it was probably three minutes. And Charlie Hewlett's so. like, wait, we got three minutes yeah, to go. Yeah, you know, I know. actually did relax at that point. I was, I was all smiles, man. You couldn't wipe that smile off my face. And I did look back around a little bit. This stadium on Thursday night was... You know, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. It was one of the best atmospheres I've played in. And I mean, you guys have been here for a long time, so you guys could say better than I. But just the way that it all—that was the best atmosphere in my just, 11th that was season. It. Just yeah. the way that it all kind of came together, like a night game to clinch, and we were able to do it. Um, and then, you know, it, it was it was pretty cool. And it was because it, it started from the time we came out of the tunnel, and it just never let down. Which is, it, like I said, it was kind of a perfect storm the way it all happened. But it was a really cool atmosphere. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate your time. I cannot yes. tell you how much the city appreciates you, the fan base appreciates you. Yes. This is an amazing run, man. It's yeah, well, I appreciate you guys. I, I appreciate them, man. It's been awesome. It has. The great yep. Joe Flacco joining us here uh, in studio. I think that's it. We'll just give the it the next, next level. Next. Next. That's We're done. We'll, we're, the next we'll see you next week. Half. We're not going to top that. Well, no. Thank you. Appreciate you. Go you, you got it. You got You're it. listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case for you. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. I should mention that uh, Joe Flacco joining us at the top of the program. Part of the hot topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. It was great. Um, he's just, when he came in here, we he just said he's a pro. That was it. He's a pro in this, pro in everything. Um, so much accomplished. And I feel like this is all us. I, I thought it was really like what he said at the end. We so appreciative of his time and the city and the franchise appreciative of him, him being appreciative as well, because that you, th there's a football mortality. Which is special. Yeah. The football. He thought, he thought his career was over. Thought it's done. And certainly probably think, well, probably the chance of me playing and being an influential part of a Super Bowl contending team. Those are, that's the rear view mirror, man. And it's not, it's in the, it's right through the windshield. And, and he's, he's found it all. This has been remarkable. It's December football playoff clinching. Now he's going to get to play in the playoffs and he is the best road quarterback in playoff history. Mm -hmm. Now he gets those opportunities and he's already associated in five games. He has somehow managed to set an NFL record one Cleveland Browns yeah. record and another Cleveland Browns record that obviously was a part of, which is the 265 yards by Amari Cooper. I think that he was instrumental, instrumental in helping David Njoku get the recognition he so richly deserved yep. in the Pro Bowl. Coop too. Coop as well. I mean, they're not Pro Bowlers if he's not here. I I don't think so. Well, yeah. they should have been. David, but Njoku you had to look through the stats. Yes. The, you, the thing with see. the Pro Bowl is, is you you have to have the statistical accumulation as well. Yeah, and it's and if without it, it's hard to overcome. Absolutely. So because those guys had the statistical accumulation, then you get what comes with it, which is what they both very very richly deserve. Yeah. And heck, even when you do have it, like MJ Emerson, no, I'm not done complaining about this. I couldn't believe that he and JOK JOK blew my mind. I well, know that that's hard because of the positional was, situation. Yes, he's that's put in why. a yeah, but it's he's going against. 
TJ Watt. Yeah, but that's stupid. That's just of course. It's a, it's a ridiculous process. It's if gonna, that's the case. It's going to be rectified. I know. I'm sure he'll get in as an alternate, and it and it's, it's no, he's not because we're going to play in the Super Bowl. But he's going to. It's going to go from 2024. They're going to get it right. Is that the, official? Yes. That is being changed. Scores for JOK. It will be. He will be regarded properly in the future. Good, because that's that sucked. That was ridiculous. And and MJ too. I felt that way about both well, of those guys. MJ Emerson. I'll say it again in case you missed the show yesterday. Sorry. Where were you? Welcome back, South Florida. But go ahead. Yeah, you did miss the show yesterday. If I were to ask you. What's a cornerback's job in the National Football League in the year 2023? To prevent the person being covered from catching the football. Okay, so the ways that you might measure that or your success at that would be completion percentage allowed. Would you agree with that? I would. And I, yeah, I'd say quarterback rating allowed. For sure. Touchdowns allowed. Yeah. You'd agree with that? Mm-hmm. Of the 80-plus cornerbacks in the entire National Football League mm-hmm. who played at least 50% of their team snaps, when it comes to completion percentage... MJ Emerson ranks what do you think out of the 80 plus? Well, I know it's high because we've talked about him all season long, so I would imagine he's in the top five. Uh, he'd be number one, 47.1. Yeah. When it comes to quarterback rating allowed, where do you think he would Same. be? Number two, behind yeah. only Jalen Johnson, who is a pro bowler in the NFC. In terms of touchdowns allowed, where would he rank? He's got to be at the top, That'd right there. Number one again, yeah. zero. So zero. Why, don't, why doesn't that get – how's that messed? Because it's it, as we much, need to have six interceptions for us to notice. It's four, kind of like, and he had four. It's kind of like the sack thing. Like he outplayed both Sauce Gardner and Patrick Sertain this year. But they have Patrick Sertain and Sauce Gardner have those names. The reps. It's the reason that Justin Tucker is the Pro Bowl kicker and not oh, Dustin Hopkins. Because if you ask anybody walking around or anybody in any locker room yeah. who's not watching kickers tape yeah. and say who's the best kicker in the AFC, oh, it's Justin Tucker. It's not this year. Well, it was not. No. In fact, it was Dustin Hopkins, and then I would say Greg Zerline would even be ahead of yeah. Justin Tucker this year. Yeah. So that's what happens. But MJ, pro bowler in my book, and I know there are people in this organization, big L luminaries, who certainly feel the same and appreciate our crusade to point to educate the masses. Yeah. He, th- those two were really surprising to me, and, um, and, and, and hopefully they, those things get made right in the future. This is a weird show from the standpoint of – you and I have done a lot of last Friday regular season shows. This is my sixth season here. Been You've been it all week, for a long. Brother. Yes. But it's weird from the standpoint of like we've done a lot of meaningless last games and we're doing one, but it's for a different reason. Well, we've right. never been in this circumstance where we're doing we're no. playing a game on Sunday that doesn't matter, but it's not because the season's over on Monday and we're doing locker cleanout. It's because everything's locked in. That's right. This is it's a weird week. And I know you've been here all week chronicling it, but as you sit here and you you know, we do the scores later and all those things, and there's like five or six games in the league that really matter. Yep. And then there's like a dozen that don't mean anything. And it's a strange spot to be in. We went through what did, didn't I end up we tied, right? I ended up tied eight and eight on guess the lines. Oh, I and, wouldn't and not uh, only did we yeah, do guess it was an impressive rally. Eight, it you was started pretty off good. like 0 and four. Yeah. But I don't know. I would that's a tip of the hat because I don't know how you make sense of any of this. You have no idea what anybody's motivation is. You don't other than the I ones did a that are good obvious. job on the real games. Which uh, well, was okay. Key. Yeah. But then we also not only did we do guess the lines, I had to try to name the quarterbacks that were starting in each game, which was hysterical. And then he oh dropped a Carson Wentz on me for the Rams, which I was like, not it literally for happened at while all. we were doing. I'm like, well, this will change your. That's funny. Your oh, your total here. Oh my God! Yeah, well, I was thinking about that in the Chargers Chiefs game. Yeah, it's Easton it's the stick. Easton's the stick guy, but who's for the who's the Chiefs backup? Uh, we. 
Who's the Chiefs' backup? We said it. We I remember we had it on. Hold on. Hold on. Griffin, no. Is it's it Blaine Gabbert? Is yes. it Gabbert? Yes. That's okay. What it is. Yep. I yes. probably could have come with Gabbert. Yep. Good job of you, Paulus. I could have come with Gabbert. Yep. I, eventually, I would have got there. I do. I do know that Chad he's on Henney, that roster. The Chad Henney era is over. Yeah, that that era is done. But when you look at some of the rest of these, it's wild. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's I I don't know what to do with it. You know, I've gotten to my since I've had a little more time to kind of get my head around this because I was here and not yeah. on a vacation where you would be focused on fun and frivolity. Yeah, and, and sun, sun and, the beach. and all the things. Yeah. In the past, when these games were meaningless, you were hoping to be able to pull something from this meaningless game yes. that gave you hope for the future. Yep. So that's what the intrigue was. This, I've gotten myself now, I'm interested in it because I want to see some of the young guys that I like get opportunities. Like, in my mind, Pierre Strong is going to get 25 touches in this game, and I want to see what that looks like. Because I feel like, even like without the starting low line, game. I feel like he's got a chance to run for 100 and do some some big things against what's been a suspect run defense. So... Yeah, it's like seeing guys like that. And then, listen, out of necessity, because you don't have unlimited guys, like Ronnie Hickman's going to play. De'Anthony Bell, they're gonna ha- these guys are going to have to play. There just aren't any other options right. for yeah, them. Yeah, there's no choice. You're going to get Alex Wright, who's got a sack in three straight. My guess is you'll try to get Oboe some reps before he comes back and gets ready for the playoffs. So you're going to see Siaki Ika. Like, we're going to see a ton of Siaki Ika. That'll be fun. So yeah. that's what I'm interested in that. I'm interested in the receivers. Hopefully Goodwin's able to go. Have we gotten our injury report, Gibbe? Uh, I I wrote it out for Bo. It's on his first page. Yeah, so here it is. Okay. Give it to me. Yeah, Give it to right. me. All right. So uh, for them, Higgins is at practice. Mixon back um, at practice. Chase was at practice as well yeah, today for them. He played last um, In terms of out uh, for us, Coop, Ford, Hop, uh, Newsom, Thornhill, Awok. Uh, Miles not at practice. Oboe uh, may play. Yeah, so Miles was not at practice. Not really sure what that was, but he was not – there today so was it injury related or not injury related not sure and it just sounded like hey we're resting him anyways this weekend right. so we'll yeah. address it next so week. so you just listed how many outs right there uh cooper ford hopkins newsome thornhill awok six okay so, so we'll be able other, to bring up two the I other questionable like of like are bohorquez goodwin kunashik uh, more who's still in concussion protocol but is trending. Yeah. But I would think that he's not, he, I wouldn't think Yeah, we'll play. see him next week. Well, yeah. I don't want to – yeah. I mean, I don't need to see Joel Batonio. Well, no, you're not going to. I wouldn't think. Yeah. Like, I don't – I don't think you're going to see him. I don't think you're going to see Dalvin. I don't think you're going to see Teller. So I don't think you're going to see Posick. None of those guys. Returning to practice today, Posick, Batonio, Shelby Harris, Deron Harmon, Jordan Kunasha. There are people, and those may be amongst the people, that will have to dress to get to – because the minimum requirement, and you need to in case somebody gets hurt. You're right. But right. You're not going to play. Like Joe Batonio does not need to play in this game. And those, guys of course are. not. But you are yeah. only allowed to elevate two people from the practice squad. So you so got to suit these guys up. People are going to have to suit up that you are hoping aren't going to play. Well, and from Jake Trotter here within the within the hour, uh, per his agent, defensive end defensive end Sam Kamara being called up to the Browns active roster. So, who? I mean, we won't know those call-ups till tomorrow, but he would be one of the two, I would assume, that would get elevated. Well, if somebody's, like, elevated from the practice squad or he is being signed to the active roster, what was the wording that he used? He, Jake Trotter said called up. Like it's the major leagues? Don't have an answer. So, it the, could, they could, they could be 
making him on the 53, which is he, and he plays defensive end and defensive tackle, so he's certainly a guy that I think would play a lot in this game. He actually played pretty well two weeks ago when he played. He had four pressures. He did a fine job. Um, interesting. But you're limited, right? Even at corner. Think about it. You sit your top three corners. If Mike Ford – Mike Ford's good to go, Gibbe? Was he not listed with an injury designation? Uh, I did not. No, you have Ford out. Yeah, Cooper oh, out, Ford out. That's not Jerome. That's Mike. Oh Ford. no, that's got to be Jerome. Is that's it Jerome, Jerome or Mike? Ford. Uh, Mike Ford out. Oh, Mike Ford out. Okay, so you're going to need to bring in a corner. So AJ Green's going to get elevated. So you're going to have AJ Sorry, I was Green. All this fast. It's okay. You're going to have AJ Green, Khalif Halasi, and Cam Mitchell. But if like Something one of them happen, get, you're going to have to put Greg or MJ in. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't have enough. You don't have humans. Humans. Hmm. So that's, I mean, if, if Mike Ford's out, that means a corner is going to be one of the call-ups. We were wondering, you know, if Goodwin can't go, is a receiver one of the call-ups? But you only get two. You only elevate two guys. Yeah. So if Kamara is actually signed to the 53, that means somebody would be cut from the 53 to make that room. Then who would be elevated? That would allow for one more elevation, whether it be an offensive lineman you know, Roger Saffold, who just signed here, whether that would be Good a receiver like Jalen Darden, you know, if, if Goodwin can't go because he kind of – it'd be fun to see him. I, he was a guy who looks so great in camp. I'd love to yeah. see Jalen Darden. It's almost – tell me if this is cra- a crazy – it almost feels like in week – in the final week of the season only, only in this final week of the season, and it should only be – there should be another caveat to it that if this – is your game does not ha- matter for the playoffs, you should be able to, like, bring up – as many as you want. Your whole practice squad. Yeah. Just this week of the season. I have no problem with that. It feels like a common sense thing. Yeah. You know, because you're just – here's that's what I was going to say is like I think what you could – now you don't know what attitude Cincinnati's going to take towards this. They're trying to win because if they lose, they go – we had Jay Morrison on yesterday. Okay. If they lose, they go 0-6 in the division. Okay. So they want to be 9-8 and and they want to give a divisional win. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very much so. That was my hunch that yes. that's what they would try to do. No, they're playing everybody. So they're they're going to go. Yeah, it's the last game of the year they're going to go, at least to start. I mean, like, I don't know, like, how much are you going to have Chase in the fourth quarter? Is he still running around? Like Probably if it's competitive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what I from our vantage point, you want to be back on a plane by, like, 341. Chase, Chase right is – Chase and Higgins have been dealing with injuries all year. Chase is at 94 catches. So he wants to get 96 so, catches, so he wants 100. So he's going to at least be in there to catch four balls. Catch from four balls, from yeah. Jay, Jamar, good to go. We'll decide on T tomorrow. Okay. But T did practice today. Yeah. <clears throat> Mixon okay. was back. Uh, Awuzie is at practice in a jersey, not going through position drills with the other DBs. So. Yeah, so this would get them to 9-8. and eight. It would get them off the schneid in the division. And statistical, there's stuff at play for them as well. I wonder how far Chase is from Chad Johnson's single-season record. For what? Catches. Is he a ways out of it? I would imagine. I feel like Hushman's out of may even had some. Did somebody have like 108 yeah. at one point? Yeah, that's, he's probably. There was a time where he thought he was going to chase it down. That could have been before the injury, though. Um. 112 TJ oh, yeah. Good job out of you. Not so that's that. yeah, he's not catching. He's not getting there. No. Um Yeah, this is yeah, you want to just you want to get rolling, but for the Bengals if they if if the Bengals win, we would be the first division. What did Jay Morrison said the stat yesterday? First division in a long time where you had everybody with a winning record. 
Yeah. That would do it. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. So that, that would do it from that perspective. It's a weird uh, week around the league. Um, there's all sorts of crazy – again, like if you are someone who partakes in the scores for real, just be careful out there, man. Wait till as late as you can on Sunday uh, to get some of this stuff in unless you have some sort of – some sort of a lean one way or another. But just in, in terms of the AFC South, which we will get the winner of this division, this is nuts. Lawrence could be a game-time decision for Jacksonville. Yep. My hunch is he plays. If he can stand up, he's going to play. Agreed. Uh, Christian Kirk is day-to-day. And by the way, it seems like on the scores, if memory serves, it feels like Jacksonville, everyone believes Lawrence is going to play. Yep. That's the way yeah, the, I mean, the they, scores they look for me. They say it could be a game-time. I'm not buying it. It's gamesmanship. And yeah. Because Vrabel is out to win this game. <laughs> Oh, he's going all yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, losing stinks. Yeah, he's not having it. No. You clean that up nicely. Yeah, he, he is. He's not having that. Uh, Noah Brown is out for the Texans. Uh, Jonathan Greenyard as well. Greenard Grenard as well. And then Will Anderson, Laramie Tunsil is questionable uh, for Houston in that yeah. game. They are at Indy, and then Jacksonville hosts uh, the Texans. So that's the way that that goes. By the way, so we talked a little bit a second ago about some of the things that were at stake for the Bengals to get this win. Yeah, here's what happens if the Browns win this one. I think this is these are a couple of just little fun things. If the Browns win, they would go 12 and 5, tying the 1986 team for the most in team history. Of course, that was a 16 game 12 and 4. Yep. The Browns are looking for their fifth win in a row for the first time in the Kevin Stefanski era. It would be the first five game winning streak in a single season since the team moved back to Cleveland in 1999. Yep. A win would place the team at 4 and 2 to close divisional play for the first time since the team moved back in 1999. Mhm. Which some of these are, well, dude, when you said depressing, when, when you, well, but, yeah, when you said the one about the first five five games in a row or whatever, like there were a lot of seasons you didn't win five. You lived it, brother, and now all of a sudden you've got two thousand thirteen, yeah, two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, yeah. not eighteen, not nineteen. We won six, twenty. We were great. 20, no, so early on for sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a hard times, Daddy. It is, and you're, and then if you go around, if you take that out around the league, the NFC South is still up for grabs. All those teams play each other. The NFL did get that right, where they have these divisional games this last weekend that mean a great deal. I mean, Miami and and Buffalo. I was just down there. Like that's there's quite a bit of fever pitch for that uh, down there in South Florida for for Miami going to play that game. Uh, I'm sorry for Buffalo going down there to play that game. So yeah, there are these um, um, enormous games that are mixed around these games that, that don't mean anything. And, yes, I understand that they're, that if you are a practice squad player, this means everything to you. But when you talk about the league on a daily basis, you're talking about the top of the league. Yes, we're interested that Pierre Strong has a, gay, a great game, but that's because we're doing Cleveland Browns daily. Of course. That's not being paid attention to by everybody else around the league. Everybody else is, get me to next week when we're going to Jacksonville or Houston or Indy. That's what everybody else wants to know. Who do we play? When do we play them? Of course. By the way, this matchup with the South, Every single one of those spots has a chance to have a ton of brown of orange in that game. A ton. Like, this is a great division where you're going to have a lot of representation of, the, of, the fan ba- of your fan base in the stands. Yes. You've beaten all the teams this year. In fact, Kevin Stefanski has never lost. Never lost. 10-0 and 0 against the AFC South. So, you feel good about that. We, were, uh, we took the boys to uh, the U. Um, they had never been on campus. They were curious about it. Um, and to, the idea, it hit me a couple of times of, like, uh, Bootsy peacocking around where Irv peacocked around, and I just there's a lot of joy in that, in that operation. He's living his best life, and he should be doing that, leaving footprints of greatness. He, he was on the hammock, 
believing just in living. indentation yeah. of greatness. Uh, I yeah. could be happier for it. Yeah. My spirit animal. It was animal. good. It was, good. Did well. was he thriving? The trip, great. Great trip. Fantastic flights. Trip was great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been good. He's got his big birthday party today for his buddies, so they're all partying it up. What are they going to do? Some bounce house operation oh, yeah. that they're there bouncing around and Exert all your Sky energy. Zone, Come back, crash. That's right. That's it. Let's burn it all off. Yeah. And he's got a big basketball practice tonight, so he's got a lot of he's got a lot on the slate. So yeah, that was good. It's um, how was the weather? Seventy two, sunny. Okay. Yeah, we like were Key Biscayne, kind so like of warm. Yeah, yeah. Or? I mean, the locals thought we were out of our minds, but like we're used to hey, this. So it was like seventy two, and the water temp was like seventy two three. Oh, bath water. So it was fine. You're good. It was good. Congrats was, on coming back and losing forty degrees. Yeah, th- when you go underneath the hard deck here, as it were, it's a painful. That's a tough realization. But no, it was, uh, it was, it was very good. So it was nice. Um, it was weird though too because the way that the holidays fell this year, being on a Monday, so it kind of turned into like I felt like I was off forever. I was only out. I was at six shows um, because I was here on the Fridays. But because of the holidays being on the Monday. It felt like I, w- I felt like I haven't done anything in three weeks, and maybe yeah. that felt that way to you guys as well. But it, it did feel that way. I hadn't done a whole lot, so but we're back. We're back. Um, I, I feel like it's great for you. That's one of the things. It I was, was a win. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Unlike some of the past shows where maybe I was gallivanting besmirched. around and I was yeah, yeah. being besmirched. And well, when you guys was... had the work vacation this year in L.A., like see, see, see. I brought. I that. just I, did that for you. I just see, put that on a tee yeah, for you. Yeah, just see, big and fat. See, you know, you just put the tip yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the tee, just the tip, and yeah. then the, the ball just sits on it really loosely. That's what I did, just so you could just hit it right yeah, down the middle. Tee it high and let yep, it fly. And just let it fly. And if you don't hit it fly, get bent. Um, yep, all right, bent. we'll do a little uh, We'll do a little over-under game. I don't even know where to begin. I forgot this was even a segment because I forgot there's a game. So I'm just going to make these up. And it's not over because we got playoffs. And we got playoff time, too. Gibby had a great comeback. I Go got ahead. time. Duck to Z. I got time. Do you have a question? Well, I mean, I guess we'll we'll do them, but it's it kind of feels like maybe we should. No, 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 we're not skipping. Well, we can do them. We'll do yeah, them, but I picture. I don't even have an idea of where to begin. Right, Gibby. So, um, but I I do think I wouldn't be opposed to maybe a situation where we all do the over unders, and then your competition resumes next week. I I like that. Does that make sense? Because I, think I do be think absurd. that this would be absurd for us to try to guess. And to have this affect the outcome of a season's worth of work. Yeah, it feels a little bit like if someone were to do like a fantasy playoffs this week. Yes, like, right. Then you're in a you're in a dumb. You're league. in a bad league. If the, if you're playing playoffs this week, you're in a bad league. I'm not even. I'm not yeah, even. I wouldn't even question. I, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, we'll fit, we're going to sort it all out. Oh, it's also a mailbag Friday. We're we're throwing everything in with you yeah. back today. I'm like it's more exciting. interaction, the better. Let's let's have joy, pure joy for everybody. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner. Your Cleveland Browns now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Tito's Handmade Vodka on game day. Pour me in, coach. Find cocktail recipes for every fan at titosvodka.com. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely, 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. So in the actual over-unders, it's a one-point swing. Gibbe made up. He made up two. He made up two. Um, it's a one-point You, you could have made up three You had you just stayed. Stuck to your stuck guns. Stuck to your guns. Um, but you made up two. So the, it'll be a one-point difference heading into next, next week in the playoffs. So we'll... This is, yeah. this is where we are with this thing. Um, I, this is nuts, though, from the standpoint of trying to do it this week. <laughs> no idea what we're going to see. No. Um, like, so we say Cincinnati's going to try. To, to what extent? I mean, they are. They are yeah, when when are they going to pull their guys? Yeah, when you guys had Jay on yesterday, what was, what was your sense of kind of their feeling down there? Was it kind of like, hey, we played valiantly. Once Burrow went down, we played hard. We were in the minute in it. And and was that kind of the feeling? So big picture is that they felt like, obviously not having Joe Burrow was a big deal, but they did not think their defense was going to be this bad. Yeah. They knew that the back end would maybe take some time, but they didn't think it was going to be that bad. They Basically, it's like it was a defensive failure. T. Higgins was banged up and wasn't at the level that he thought he was. And yes, it's considered a disappointing season, but they feel like getting Joe Burrow back next year, they're going to pick right up where everybody thought that they should be. Now, I then asked him, of the following players, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, how many who are pretty principal players, Mm -hmm. how many of them will be back? Zero was his answer. Oh, even Higgins. Well, did you see what Jamar said? I did. Depends on how much I take. I don't know if that was like, did that seem like, because then he was also voted like the thing that Batonio got, which is like the favorite. The good guy. G- good guy interview guy. Yeah. Like he was, he won that award down there. Chase was. So I wonder how much of it was like him just gamesmanship with them. I have no idea. I did see the quote though. Higgins wants to be a number one. I think it's part of it too. Yeah. And he's coming off a tough year to do that. So somebody might be able to get him a discount. He so said he Jay, thinks they're going to franchise Jay him. Thought, yeah. Jay thought the Bengals would franchise him and then that would allow them to trade him somewhere else if they couldn't work yeah, out a long term deal because he trade. thinks that Higgins wouldn't sign Higgins that deal. Sign I'll tell you what the um, you know, we talk about like all of the things that happened here from an injury point and the opportunity lost, although all of it has been refound. Um, this was they were lining for this year. Like, they didn't do the deal with Higgins in the offseason. Like, it was all for this year that, hey, let's go win the Super Bowl. Let's one more run, last last ride of Billy the Kid, let's go, and and not. And so the injuries derailed all. They're going to look drastically different uh, next year and going forward. Now, as long to Burrow's point, as long as he's healthy and upright, they got a chance. Um, but they're going to have to – now when you start paying – they're going to be in the position we, when you start paying all these people, you better Make be damn decisions. good at drafting. You better be – you better have be really good in free agency. Undrafted free agents. Yeah. You gotta land on some guys or else it, it doesn't work. It's it's one of the things that's been uh hasn't probably been we've talked about it, I know, but it hasn't probably been talked about enough. The job Andrew Barry did of roster construction is is absolutely wild. That you can have a Ronnie Hickman, an undrafted free agent, come in and play the way he played um and has played. I mean, that's the reason that this is working, yes, it's Flacco, it's the interior of the offensive line, it's Miles, it's the stars have been stars, but you've been able to handle all of these injuries because of the organizational depth. Well, and you think about the trade that brought Amari Cooper here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Brilliant. The yeah. trade for bringing Dustin Hopkins here, brilliant. The giving of, and I made this point yesterday on the show, David Njoku got his contract extension from Andrew Berry, not for what he had done, 
but for what they were 100% convinced he would become, yes. yeah. uh, they were right. They were. Yeah. And th- th- he's one of the – we talked about that the a best. little bit but on last Friday's show. But, like, the fact that he has become, like, a face of the franchise guy here this year is really, really cool. Total leader. Just elite. Got a chance to congratulate him on his Pro Bowl uh, nod when we were down there, Gibbe and I. Just a, a great guy. Couldn't be happier for him. And the way that he's playing – it's unbelievable. You know, it's it's you almost wish this one meant something in it in the sense for like the number know, one because he's 118 yards away from a thousand. Oh yeah. And that's quite doable right now. He's had gone over hundred twice with Flacco already. You know, Amari half. Right. Amari, if he didn't miss the last two, maybe he has a fifteen hundred yard season. Yep. He's only yeah. two fifty away from that. Heck he did that. Miles game. with fourteen sacks. Get two, two more to get to Reggie. Reggie White. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot a lot of things out there that you know, you've got to be judicious with, and the Browns certainly will be, but there was there's certainly something. There are things that could have been accomplished from a, you know, statistical standpoint in this final week that, that you won't, and that's okay because that means we're resting and because we're going to the playoffs, which is what this is all about anyway. And now it's yeah. time to go on, hopefully, a nice little run. All right, let's do a little over-unders. Uh, these will be just nonsensical because – who knows uh, what this will look like. Um, Gibbe just down a point in this one. These will not count, so we'll go to next week. For very our, sad. For our Because I bet I have a good week. Huh? You're going to go 5 and 0. Yep. We'll find out. We'll see. Well, I'll do it too. Um, yep. All right. Let's start with Jeff Driscoll, uh, the former Florida quarterback, who uh, also former Bengal quarterback, who will start for us. By the way, on former Sunday. tight end for the Houston Texans. He's been all, <laughs> done a lot. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on here. Passing yards. Okay. For Jeff Driscoll, give a 185.5. 185? 185.5. I, I think that probably – I'm going to go over because that sounds like a real low number. <laughs> Zagura? 185.5. Yeah. Absolutely. Over? Over. Easy. This is a bad pass defense. 31st, uh, 29th pass defense, 255 yards a game, 8 yards an attempt. By the way, Driscoll played high school baseball. He was a high school baseball He's a big-time prospect. Yeah, I remember him. Didn't play in college, but then got drafted into professional yeah. baseball after college, after not playing for four years. I, I don't think I was still – I remember him in the recruiting process with the baseball stuff. That, that was that was part of it. So I think it was kind of held over them. Guys played quarterback in the NFL, drafted in Major League Baseball, was converted to wide receiver at one point, converted to a tight end at one point. Bit of an athlete. Hashtag athlete. Hashtag athlete. Yeah. Look at look at Nick sauntering around with a big smoothie. He really smoothie. is. He's got a nice smoothie there, big old straw. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. I like I don't know what place does it, but I like when they put the big straw, the girthy straw in the smoothie. Yeah. So you get a nice pulp, flow. Pulp will do that for you. Yeah, I like that. All right, next. Over under. Pierre Strong touches Zagura. 22.5. Over. All right. And over. Give me Pierre Strong over 100 and over 100 total yards for sure. But I'm going to go over 130 total yards. 30 total touches? 130 total yards and a touchdown. Pierre Strong. Very good. There you go. I, I would say under. I don't know how how many of our backs have gotten over plays 20 are we Dude, He's going to get every play unless he gets hurt, I would think. Next. We're not bringing up a bat. Over no, you're not. You're not playing Jerome Ford, and you're not playing Kareem Hunt, most likely. Yeah, every, every touch ought to go to him. Spends the amount of plays you get. Uh, Jamar Chase, targets. You mentioned he needs four for 100. Um, Jamar Chase, targets from Jake Browning. We're going to go 9.5. Under. I have, I have seven in my head. Seven, under. All right. Over. 
Be they just involved. might like the first ten times. Like just remember, just they, give remember him the when Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne, Reggie Wayne, it was Reggie the, Wayne it was did the Colts. Like we're Wayne. gonna get give him like eleven catches in the first yeah fifteen. Like, we're just gonna throw it to you every time to make sure you get what you need yeah. to make you happy. Next over under uh, sacks plus fumbles plus turnovers. We're gonna go three and a half. See three and a half for our defense. Over. A lot of fireworks this game for you. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go ahead. over as well. Over? Right. Yeah. I I think the, def- the defense will make some plays. I have no idea what to expect. No, How could anybody? I'm just saying this anything just that's pro-Browns that you've asked me so far. That's my answer. <laughs> Next. Over, under. The actual is 37 and a half, Gibbe. Bigly? Yeah, this this has like 48-47 shootout at the OK Corral written all over it. I could see it that way. I could also see it 13-10. I was thinking 17-13. Yeah, go under then, Given. I'm going under. And it's very rare that I do that, but I'm going under. I think it's I think boring. it could, That would that's well, but boring could be fast. on a plane by 345 and we're fast. On to Jacksonville or on to Houston or whatever. Um or Indianapolis. Or that feels like the least likely though, right? Indy's hosting that game. Though. I know. Indy's home. Yeah. Minshew mania. I mean, they shouldn't be in the position they're if in, and yet smell. here we are. What the rock is cooking? Let's go. Next week's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right, yeah. those were your over-unders. The mailbag is coming up next. Your scores as well. Final hour here of the week. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Over the last 90 years, family-owned and operated Rumpke Waste yeah. Recycling has grown to become one of the largest waste and recycling companies in the United States. They're proud to be the recycler of choice for the city of Cleveland. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Time for a Mailbag Friday presented by the Cross Country Mortgage Company. <laughs> official mortgage partner of your Cleveland Browns when it comes to financing. They're always going to get your home. Visit CCM.com today. Equal housing opportunity. NLS 3029. Hello, Gibbe. Hi, boys. You can tweet your questions to at Browns underscore daily. We'll get mm. to as many as we can here on this Friday. Keys coming up. Scores. We have a full load of scores. Hello. Full week. Oh, Lots baby. of scores. Some matter, some don't. <laughs> Trying to figure that out as I go through here and get ready for that segment. Uh, Silent Night. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Would you rather be in Vegas to see the win or be home in Cleveland to celebrate? Well, we'll be there. Vegas, baby. I want to be there, dude. I want to be able to be there. I go the down game was in Vegas. Go down in the locker room. I thought room, he was saying see the people. If if hug the game the wasn't in Vegas. I forgot the Super Bowl's in Vegas. Yeah, don't go dying. Want some pasta fagioli? <laughs> My lord. Uh Vegas let's baby. See. Uh, this is a question for Zagura. Thank you. From Robert Pace. What are the pros and cons of where coordinators are? AVP on the sideline, Monken up in the booth for Baltimore, same with Schwartz and Quinn. Like, what are pros and cons? Does it matter? Does it make a difference? 
I don't think it matters. I think it, it's personal style. I think the guys on the sideline like that they can go up right to the players, talk to them, go over things with them right next to them. And remember, AVP is our offense coordinator, but Kevin Spancy is our play caller. Monken and the guys that like to be up there like to have that view, kind of that all-22 yeah. view where they can really see what's going on up above uh, and make the calls that way. I, it's a personal preference thing. I don't think that there's any way that is better or worse. But it's it's some coordinators like to be upstairs, some like to be on the field so they can you know talk to the guys. I think the biggest transition when you talk to guys is if you are someone who made your bones up, Sometimes it's a difficult transition going down. Yep. It feels like the guys who are down can always go up. Yes. Um, but the other way can be can be a bit of a challenge. I like that. Some guy took exception to my tweet earlier when I tweeted out that Joe Flacco was on the program. Yeah. And by the way, you can check it out later. YouTube.com slash Browns. Why, can sure. he, why would he take Wherever you get your that? podcasts. Um, I, put, I put QB1. And he said, not QB1. Shake my head. And no, like, QB1. No, no. Like, he's QB1. Yeah. Right now, he's QB1. We are in the 2023-2024 season, and he is QB1. Don't worry Your about all that stuff. Quarterback's on injured reserve. You said yeah. that. You said that. A couple. A couple Joe yes. was in here. Like, just stop. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, I'm dealing Enjoy it. Over. Enjoy Dirt. it. Oh, God. Like, the, the yoke. Calm down. Don't worry about it. It's not It's not a problem. We had Joe in here. Does he mean like he's worrying about it? No. No. Living in the moment. Live in the moment, kids. Uh, ben tweets at the show from yesterday because normally mailbags on Thursday, and I want to get back to the favorite piece of Browns memorabilia you own. It's a good question. Right That's next really to cool. a Joe Thomas mini home. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I also have a copy of the 1964 Cleveland Press the day after the Browns won the championship. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So. I think for me, it'll be when I finally get my, um, my the, the Hoff picture. When I get it and put it up, that'll be the number one. Where he's like steamrolling that guy from the Steelers. Yeah. That, that'll be my number one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's on order. So whenever yeah. it gets here. The, the Hoff stuff is... All that's very, very cool. Um, we When we had the furniture store, we had a building across the street, and in a box in that building was a deflated football that was signed by, uh, it was Brown, Motley, Lavelli, Graham, Warfield, all signed this ball. Um, the ball is completely deflated. It will not hold air. So what I have is the, it, and it doesn't, like, I didn't grow up with any of those guys. I certainly am aware of all of them. Um, but I have no idea on even how to resurrect it or what to do with it. So I have it. So it's the it's the leather. Yeah, but it's not like a Wilson leather. It's like one of the ones that were made for autographs, so it's like white. It's the white. It's got the, the white, white panel, panel on it. On My it. guess is if you were to take this to a perhaps a shoe repairman or if you Somebody were to take like it that to could do something. I think that they could take the panels off, and then you could get a new bladder put in, inflated, and the panels would go back on. I mean, it's really cool, but it's. I think that's the answer. That's the answer. The I shoe, can tell you right now, uh, the equipment a, yeah. manager of the year could do that. Yeah, Mellon can help. Oh, that. there you go. I, well, I hate to ask. He's done so much. He I would, also think he my, would be happy to. Help. I think our Cleveland Browns daily radio show that that hoodie is a nice piece of memory because it's it's. Three, there's a total of four. And we don't really know where the fourth is. 
Do we? It's, it's right here. It's in there, isn't it? Still there. I did. I mean, we were going to get it buried to underneath your pile of clothes who, over who here. Who that you the show over. from yeah, his loins? Notorious. Maybe we'll take it to the combine this year and give it to him. That's a good idea. That would be appropriate. It he would be the he, he deserves the it. right person to have it. I think. Yes. I also think another sneaky piece of really cool memorabilia is the helmet that's in there that we had everybody who came in sign. We used to have guests, players, and coaches on all the time because that's an eclectic mix. We should have had, had Flacco, Flacco sign it. We should have had Flacco sign it. Yep. We got to get that back. Well, hopefully we have guys on regularly because when you do, like that thing is crazy. The Odell. Well, Jarvis. Jarvis. Is, Jarvis. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Demarius Randall. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a fun. That's cool. <laughs> that was one of the most unbelievable run-ins of that night was to run into Demarius Randall. In Cleveland celebrating In a Cleveland at Barley House with a bunch of the Browns. He was so well-liked. We he loved was. him in here. I think you guys put him on some all-decade team or something. Was it us we or did. was that you and Gribbs? Yeah. I can assure you it was not Might have been your boy. Might have been your boy. Well, Might have been your boy who did that. that. that the Ibs nice brothers. That's that's not the way. Hey, what I remember is the victors write history. And that's we, what I remember. We are the victors. That's, yep. that's without dispute. Uh, Love a Dog Today tweets at the show with NIL. And the portal ending the notion of the student athlete, why make players declare a major if they don't care about school? An athletic scholarship where they take classes like finance or communications seems more reasonable. I don't know that they do make them declare a major. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. And by the way, I, the tone of that leads me to believe that he puts the onus of that on the players. The adults in the room did that. The adults in the room kept asking for more and more and more money. The adults in the room are the ones who are going to go to a 12-team playoff next year. Uh, the adults in the room are the ones who decided that USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten because there's more money in it, which then led to Washington and Oregon in the Big Ten and everything else that follows. That is that is the adults in the room. The kids didn't do it. The adults in the room wrecked it. A school from the Pac-12 is playing for the national championship yeah, true. in the final year of the conference, and then or, the conference will be defunct. Yeah, no. I, and if they, It's insane. No, if they had waited, if they were, if the timing of it were differently, and this year of college football were would have been played in 2022, same results, everything. The Pac-12 would have got 50 million dollars. Oh my year goodness, huge from TV. their from yeah. their television. But because they didn't have this season, they didn't have three Deion Sanders games that drew 10 million audience. They did not have uh, a team like Washington and Oregon and USC and Oregon State and Utah. I mean, it was the best top to bottom conference in the league in this in the sport this year they didn't have it if that would have happened this year they would have got their money remind me again who's going to the big 10 from the pac-12 washington oregon usc and ucla where's colorado go big 12 by the way washington and oregon had to come at discount they're not even getting full they're freight playing for the national championship washington's playing for the national title oregon had the best offseason in college football and recruiting in portal and they're both had to come at discount beg the big 10 to take them meanwhile iowa and illinois and rutgers and Purdue Ruck and indiana maryland getting full freight maryland getting full freight rutgers is getting a better deal for the big 10 than washington or oregon they're getting three times that's insane that's the deal. Well, how is that not going to change? How did they? It not? will, but okay. in order to come in until this television contract runs out, start somewhere. They had to start at the bottom, so it's crazy. They're, it's nuts. Sports broke, and yet more people watching it than ever. It is by far the number two biggest sport in this country, um, and even the bowl ratings were up. And a lot of those games were trash. 
And the, the ratings the were still up. The largest margin of victory, 16 points since 2000. Yeah. Ratings were up. Attendance could not have possibly been. I felt like. It's never been about that anyway, though. Of course. But it's <laughs> wild watching some of these games happen in The ones at the top of the stadiums. sport are packed. Of course. And so by going to a 12-team playoff, those will you're going to get more of those. Um, but yeah, it is what it's, this is. You drove in, they drove headfirst into an iceberg. A 12 team playoff. So there's a buy on each side. Is that how it, four teams get buys? Four teams will get buys. Yeah. So there'll be, uh, five through eight or no five through 12 will play. And then one through four will sit. They should really week. do a 10 team and have two or buys. just do eight and have no buys. I like the eight team. Yeah. Like twelve is too hard. Like twelve, four, you've four got five. teams in right. there that have no yeah. business. Six being with two in. buys, you get two. You know what? Cards. If you really love the Bulls, the BCS was pretty good. Two teams play for a national title. Everybody else plays a meaningful bowl game. That worked too. But the money, the money, the money, and they all chased it. At Johnny Boy 05, when are we invading O'Malley's? We're turning Cincy into a Browns parade stop this weekend. I will make an appearance at O'Malley's Gibby will be at there. some point. Signing body parts. Well, fine. Uh, at some point. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't have a lot. Where's where the where's Bobby when you need it? Favorite Browns player. Bobby! Favorite Browns player of all time. From Benito. Huff. The Huff. The Huff, yeah. By In the way, Germany. the German. Thriving. Seems like so it. Far, he's Except that there's some kind of farmer strike. Or yeah, he's I did walking see that. into some kind of mess there. Yeah. I just asked him and I haven't gotten the response back yet, but we were talking this morning and I was like, Well, have you found like your gym? Have you found like have you guys been able to get into a routine? Because I think it's gonna be very neat at first because it's gonna feel like a vacation. Yeah, but for then sure. it's gonna become well, then this, this is gonna is be life. life. Yeah. Yeah. So does, is he set up in like an English speak like he didn't speak German, does he? Knowing him, you'll learn it in a week. I, mean, I but think like, his kids a little are enrolled bit. in like the American school. Yeah, so I mean, there's and I the one thing about Europe, and you would know this more than I, but everybody English is the number two language, right? So you, you, the idea is that most countries can can operate with a little bit of English. Uh, teams and game aside, what city do you want to travel to for the first round? Indianapolis, shortest flight. Yeah, St. Elmo's. Bring me back home. Yeah, easy. With a victory. Get a Vic. Yep. Jacksonville would be second. Houston yep. is... Houston's weird. Dead last. Houston's dead last. I also think Houston with Stroud is the most dangerous. With yeah, their weaponry. I they feel like the most dangerous to me. Um, Jacksonville just hasn't been right in about a month and a half. They really haven't. Uh, Jaron Butler. Do you think Martin Emerson could be an all-pro even though he isn't a pro bowler? All pros come out next Wednesday, I believe. I mean, he should be Friday. in the discussion. Do I think he will be? No. I think that Dustin Hopkins will be the all-pro kicker, though. They'll get that right. Because that's, yeah, that's based on. So, Joel, Miles, Hopkins. For a first-team all-pro? Yeah. I think Chief has a chance, an outside chance. Kelsey has not been what he. No, he's not. Was, and he doesn't block. No. Kittle prob- Kittle's probably going to be in the mix. Yeah. Chief should be. Chief has a chance, that. though. Yeah. Final one uh, at AK Man 42. I'm having about 10 people over for dinner Saturday, Alaska in January, but that never stops me from grilling. Okay. God bless. I need ideas for feeding everyone without breaking the bank, but not looking like a cheapo. I think you can go. A, I always feel like you, know, you can get a lot for a relatively decent price when you go ribs. 
Everybody's like, happy with ribs. Right, loves ribs. Except Gibbe, oddly enough. But most uh, people love ribs. So I was going to say ribs, pork tenderloins. Yeah. And the evil eye from Griff. Pork, pork tenderloins are ribs. delightful. Yep. A flank. You get a couple big flank steaks. Can you do a tenderloin? The flanks have gone way up in price. Tenderloins are pretty expensive, too. You have a bunch of tenderloin? Tenderloin would be. That's no. 110 bucks. Pork tenderloin, sure. Be 100, for, well, 10 people might be more like $300. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious, he's out here. What's he got? Collar popped. Look at this. Doing business. Ma- giving oh peace signs to the people. Business I mean, is doing? picking up. Look, he's going to walk. Oh, he's like, no, we got to walk this oh, way. Parade oh. by. Yes. Yes. Look at him. Oh. Two pop collar. The people Nico, walking with him are going, Scott, what are we doing? T. Scott. Don't someone. worry about oh, it. Oh, my God. Jeez. Act like you've been there. I love that he. I love. He's headed and then he. He wanted to. He hanged a Louie to just make sure he got the full red carpet treatment. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I did. I like it. That is today's mailbag. All right. Good job out of the people. Um, we will get you the keys to beating Cincinnati this weekend. That is coming up next, and then the scores. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, sports betting partner, Cleveland Browns. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, the preferred provider of copyments and document services for the Cleveland Browns. Also tackle any size office. That number is 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Before we get to the keys to beating the Bengals, your Friday forecast presented by Carrier. Carrier, turn to the experts. The weather in northern Kentucky will be highs in the 30s, potential snowstorm on Sunday, I assume, as opposed to Saturday, which is written. Actually, it's late day Saturday into Sunday, potentially. Sunday morning. So Saturday into Sunday yeah, morning. Could could be arriving Saturday afternoon. There's some kind of winter mix. There's some big storm going up the East Coast and coming across sticks. the country. Luckily, they're supposed to converge east of Ohio. But there could be a line that comes through the lower half of the state. All right. There Just get us in and get us out, kids. There have been a lot of typos this week. Some typos this week. Yeah, there have been some problems. Where the hell? There was one. I that, haven't even seen Uno. There was one that was He's like, here now. There was one that. Where was, was he? He was down in the locker room. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh, there he is. There oh, he is. no. There was one where it was it was like some contest, and it said, submit your thing to to find out if you win. And then there was no, like, whatever it was, there was a blank where we, we the punchline of the, whatever, yeah. the entire read was. Yeah. Lacking. That's right. Entirely, as That's it right. were. That's right. Gibbe's um, on him in there, though. Gibbe's, he's crazy. He's. He's flexing his head on well, Joe Muscles a little he's, bit. He's, he can't, can't have it any other way. you got to hold know. people accountable. Hey, we're, we're getting through the week. That's it. He said everybody just needs to recharge and be ready to go on Monday. We've got to hit the ground running on Monday. Yeah, I need, I need a break. It's been a long, long day. Um, uh, all right. That'll be enough. Uh, Jesus, I'm done. I'm turning off my mic before I get in trouble. <laughs> I was going to turn off the mic before he gets in trouble. Your keys to beating the Bengals. Sunday, go. Can we rephrase this? Do whatever you'd like. How about three things you want to see Sunday? How about Sunday? the keys to victory? How about define victory? Three things you'd like to see Sunday. Pierre Strong take one 75 yards to the house 
a long house call from Pierre Strong would make me very, very happy. I would be. You've been a big proponent of him for yeah, a long I like time. It. I like it. You think there's he's uh, got some juice, a little juice? Got take care of the football. I mean, last yeah. week he was four carries, twenty nine yards, but then he but then he put the ball on the ground. Oh, now yeah. we get oh, the full flex because we don't, we're not wearing the. Oh my goodness oh, gracious! Oh my gosh! He's it's got, a was it an apple? Looks like he's there? crushing an apple. Yeah. There are a few things. There was a human who once sat in here and ate a peach. I want to say while I did an interview. With while him. you did an interview, and it was juicy. there's something quite. That's quite the power play. Yeah, if you're crunching a on a, a a walk and talk apple is a is a pretty good. Well, power I had play. in the break a little bite of that Honeycrisp. It was the first one in a while. It was delightful. Yeah. It was so loud though. I had to leave. I had to get away. From yeah, because it, it did away from the microphone. It did pop. Yeah, to get away from the microphone. Yeah, it is. Right. Power, yeah, there's no more bigger power move than eating a peach that's drooling down your chin. And not really caring about the answers you're giving to the questions that are being asked to you, and continuing yeah. to really hasn't really been the same sense. I would say have a relationship with that peach. Don't you think? Agreed. All right. Number two, Pierre Strong have a game. Number yep. two, number two. I would like to see our young corners, Cam Mitchell, Khalif Halasi. I'd like to see one of them get a pick. That would bring me joy. All right. Third thing you'd like to see. We stay healthy so that we do not have to thrust someone into action who was planning on not being in action. That that can I make that one through three? Well, yeah, that was my victory. It was going to be like nobody. Yeah, the rest of it. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody. You know, we're just thriving. That's what we're going for. Be on a plane at four o'clock and and be ready to head somewhere south. Correct. Yep, that's right. That's the, that's the operation. It. That's where you're at, kids. Uh, we will uh, play a little uh, segment we like to call The Scores. That is coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Runs Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Do you have something real quick, or are no, you just, just basking in the glory of the scores? Scores glory. Thank goodness. Uh, a sports betting partner your Cleveland Browns, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. If your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, Howard Hanna has that answer for you, delivering a winning strategy for breaking down the game of real estate. The market leaders in Northeast Ohio, more buyers and sellers trust Howard Hanna to be their winning team. Visit howardhanna.com slash Browns today for more on that. Time for Week 18 Please do pay attention to the scores. Oh, uh, well, I sure hope you have because last week another winning week for the boys. Ten and six for me, eleven and five for you. In the midst of great difficulty, we triumphed anyway. Now sixty-eight for you, sixty-six for me. Games over five hundred this year. This is a record-setting season. This is even by um, our standards. Even by our standards, this is this is completely bonkers. Completely bonkers. This week has a chance to. Unfortunately, oh derail some things because, like, it, I wouldn't do scores if I was a scores if I was able to scores. Yeah, I wouldn't do the scores this week unless it was one of the games that it was a, that was a real game. Anything that's not a real game, not interested in doing the scores. I don't know. Like, you went eight and eight and in guess the spread. Uh, so, like, if you went five hundred, I feel well like that's our a standard, win. That's below our standard. Five hundred is that's not the standard. The standard okay, is but, you greatness know, and if excellence. If it's a down week and you're going five hundred, like, well, that's fine. I I think the thing that you, if you are someone who partakes in the scores, um, just wait till Sunday. Get yourself to Sunday and get a better understanding of well, who's going to play. What are the motivations of these individual teams? 
because you just don't know. There are some of these games I don't. Well, I think Saturday night you could make your first foray. That's a real game. Yeah, and I but I also think there's some nice value out here because there's certain ones where it feels like some of these teams could care a great deal and others may not at all. So I do think there's some value plays out there. Sure. But this is it's tricky. It's 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 brutal. I Go do ahead. I do have some news. Go ahead. And this revolves around the Sam Kamara to the active roster. The Browns have placed linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. on injured reserve. Sam Kamara to the active roster from the practice squad. All right, I, this is a question that I should know what the answer to, but I don't. Mean? Does Anthony Walker Jr., does the injured reserve the four weeks, does that end with the regular season? Or would that mean he would be, he is now, he wouldn't be able to come back until three weeks into the playoffs? I I don't have an Uno. answer. I feel like, like Trotter would be on that, wouldn't he? It feels like maybe it would just be the regular season. That's what I think. So if that's the case, then we could put some guys on IR this week to create more roster spots. But I, I don't know. I don't know if you have to be out for four weeks. You can only have so many guys come back. Yeah, I'm trying to see if somebody on the beat has I mean, Petrak says losing Walker is a blow, but the defense has handled his absence much better this year than last. Uh it sounds like he might be done for the year. I mean, that's Petrek's tone is certainly that. I just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he might not have the answer to that either. You know what I mean? You got. I just have to be careful. I'm not. Yeah, not I, sure don't, what I that don't know means. the answer. All I know is that he's on IR, and that would explain the Kamara being signed yeah. to the active okay. roster. Do you I'm answers? getting in it. I'm, I will get the answer. Okay. Yeah, I don't see anybody else like on the beat who's uh, who's on it in terms of the. You got something, Uno? Uno's looking around. Maybe. Yeah. Here, Uno, read it. Oh gosh, easy, Uno. All right. So from this NFL.com article, it says players designated for return from the injured reserve or reserve non-football injury illness list are eligible to come back after four games have elapsed since the date he was placed on the applicable reserve list. So by that, I would assume. Right. That's true in the regular season. I don't know if that's true, just straight up true, or if that's true into the postseason. So by reading that, I would assume four games would mean the next four games that the team's going to play in anyways. Because I don't know right. why you'd place him on there if he's not well, going to be able to miss. You would do it well, just do it so, just you, so could you could get, get the free on the roster, roster movement. Yeah. I mean, it would be a nice loophole if that's the case. Right. We have a story up at browns.com. Let me just see what it says here. Um, injured reserve. Started 12 games. I mean, it's written as if he's done. Okay. It's written as if AWOC is done, I would say. I mean, it's short. It's Cleveland Browns have placed Anthony Walker Jr. on injured reserve, signed Sam Kamara to the active roster. Walker, the Browns' 2023 Walter Payton Man of the Year, started 12 games. Uh, this season he recorded 42 tackles, two fumble recoveries, and a forced fumble voted season-long captain by his teammates. Walker has missed the previous three games. So it's written like, to me, that feels like he's written like he's done. Like he's done. Correct. Yeah. Seems to be the tone on every media member. Right. So something to pay attention to here as we – Get ready for the postseason. Uh, let's get down to it. Week 18 of scores in the National Football League. We'll start with a couple Saturday games, both of them on ABC, ESPN, and the ESPN family of networks. 4.30 p.m., 
Baltimore playing host. Jesus, Uno, don't go dying on me. Ravens, 13-3, and <laughs> playing host to the 9-7 and Steelers. Mason Rudolph gets the start for the Pukers. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley gets the start for the Ratbirds. By the way, he's got better stats this year, Huntley. Well, he'll make, make it, it again. again yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure, great. Make okay, it. full clarification. Still four weeks. Okay, so done. Yeah. Well, Unless you go to the Super Bowl. So it would be this one, two, yeah. Super Bowl, he come back. Great. Yep. We'll, see you in, uh, we'll see you in Vegas. Uh, Minka is questionable. Uh, Dalvin Cook picked up by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Probably not expected to play tomorrow, but uh, Dalvin Cook now signed by the Ravens. Ravens hosting the Squealers, Zagura. One team has a lot to play for, one team doesn't. The Steelers, I'm going the same way you the are. The Steelers have to win this game to keep their season alive, although they need a lot to go their way to get in the playoffs, even with a win. But I, I think they will go out. I think they will beat the backups of the Baltimore Ravens. So Steelers 17, Huntley 0. Same. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll be motivated. I think they'll play. They've actually been better with Rudolph than they've been with uh, before that with Trubisky. I mean, it's, with anybody. With anybody. He's played their best quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I like the Steelers in that one as well. The nightcap is 8-15 on ABC and the ESPN family of networks. It's a big one in the AFC South. Positioning should Jacksonville not win on Sunday. Houston visiting the Indianapolis Colts. Zach Moss, questionable but a full participant in Thursday's final practice. He is trending toward playing Colts-Texans. Zagura. Well, the winner is in the playoffs. Yep. No matter what. No matter what. And alive to win the division. I think Houston's the better team. I think they go on the road, C.J. Stroud, they get it done. Colts are frisky, but I think Houston's just a better team. They can get to the quarterback. They can throw the football. I like the Texans in this one. Probably tight. I think it's going to be a good game. 23-20, to 20, the Texans, as a Saturday night delight. Yeah, I think I think C.J. Stroud finally gets a win and finally gets to play in a place he, that people always thought he would play in when he was the Ohio State quarterback. Never did. Never won a Big Ten uh, title when he was at Ohio State. I think he lights them up. Uh, I, like, I like Houston in this one. I think it's a good game as well, 27-20. All right, we go on. The Gutless Falcons are 7-9 and nine and still in playoff contention to win the NFC South if everything goes well for them. They're 2-6 and six on the road. They are in the Big Easy to take on the 8-8 eight, eight New Orleans Saints. Saints 4-3, Zagura. 4-3 at home, that is. Listen, we need another ugly loss from the Falcons. We need to get this Todd Monken to Atlanta train going. Maybe yep. a Justin Fields. Justin Fields and Monken go to the Falcons. Too. Saints I, by a billion. Bishop, too and, many people this week saying fields to the squealers. No, 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 stop it. No, no. Atlanta or he stays in Chicago and they take a ransom to have somebody come up to one and they take Harrison at two. I don't think they're going to do that. Probably not. But either way, it'd be, it's kind of weird to like, fields is, there's a lot there. There's more there than people think. The fields? Yeah. He's good. He's, yeah, he's good. It just is a matter of resetting your clock for as an sure. aura franchise. But, like, years. you better be damn sure that Caleb Williams is a dude. He needs to be if he's got to be if, at least as good as Fields has been, which yeah. has been, for them, not necessarily winning. No, so no, it's no, like no, the sure. bar is fairly low, and you're getting three yeah. years to reset it. Either way, I'm with you. Saints by a billion. Up next, Sunday, 1 o'clock, Jacksonville. You win. You are in Trevor Lawrence, supposedly a game-time decision. I don't think anybody's buying that. Jacksonville visiting Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill gets the start for the Titans in probably what will be his last game in Tennessee. Bishop. 
I think Jacksonville wins the game by a field goal. 27-24. By a field by the way, goal. I knew you were going to say that. You knew it. And I knew I was going to say You knew you were going to say that as well. Yep. I don't know Jags will win, but Vrabel's going to keep them close. Yep. After that speech, yes, they're going to play hard, and they will get I wouldn't done. be shocked if they won either. If Tennessee won, it wouldn't surprise I wouldn't either. I, I, like, I, like, I like the side of that that we're on. That's one that feels like a real game. Yep. Detroit, one week after getting hosed. That's one of the worst <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ridiculous. And the fact that the NFL's putting that guy back on prime time. But they Raven did, they, they did take him they're out of the playoffs. That he should be doing a a game in Siberia. Well, there are some I of mean, those what here. do you think is going on here? Like that was we didn't get a chance to talk about that. I mean, you guys did, but I didn't with you guys. We, they, we haven't got a good answer, but it feels outrageous. Outrageous. Like a robbery. Yeah, for sure. Well, the Detroit Lions. Do the Lions have anything to play for? I, I don't, Seating, I, I don't right? know the answer to that. I feel like yes. Like, are they but playing I don't, Jared I mean, Goff? So the this? 49ers are 12-4. and four. They've clinched the number one seed. Dallas is number two at 11-5. and five. Detroit, 11-5, and five is the three seed. The five seed are the Eagles at 11-5. and five. So if Dallas f- slips up, does Philly move up to number two if they win? So right now, if they hold serve, they would play the Rams. If everything holds, Yikes. they would play the Rams. Goff. Um, honestly. Goff Stafford? That's an unbelievable, that's an unbelievable story. game if they got that. Um, yeah, Detroit can't fall below the three. They can be the two. Can in they, In which though? case. I guess if, if Dallas and Philly both lost. If Dallas were to lose for sure they and they were to win, they would be the, a chance to be the two. But I don't know what. I don't know if they're. Hold on. Yeah, I don't. They're either the two or the three. They're not going to be anything other than yeah, that. Yeah, Detroit playing uh, Minnesota. In Detroit, Nick Mullins back to starting. Josh Dobbs is the backup. And Son somehow the Vikings are still in contention at seven and nine. Zagora. Without, I, need, I need a Dan Campbell press conference. Uno, do some research on there. We should come I think back the, to this game. The number tells you that they're, they're trying. That they are trying? I mean, it's. They think they'd be seven against this Vikings team, at home, the Lions, the Leones. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I think they try. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go Vikings at the back door. I don't know. I don't fully understand Detroit's motivations. I'm gonna go Detroit. I Nick Mullins Minis- to Justin Jefferson awful right now, and I I have no interest in. It's a it's a cozy place. ten point lead. Yeah, a little late back door. A little late. Could see it. Uh, the hook I don't love, but I, I, I Detroit by a touchdown. I just, that's but that game. That's I, a tough one. I don't know. Stay away. Run. Run for the hills. Like oh. I could see them being up, called seventeen in the fourth quarter. Or yeah. Going into the fourth quarter, they pull everybody out of the game. Yeah. And then you get a little, you know, a little nonsense. Yeah, you and, could. Yeah. And you get a couple. Up next. <laughs> You We've got it, 10 baby. games to go in six minutes here, kids. We're going to be fine. We're fine. Uh, to the East Coast, big snowstorm that could play a factor in a number of games along the East Coast, none more so than in New England as the Patriots this is awful. set to host this the New York Jets. Trevor Simeon, Bill Belichick on his meeting with the media today, working from home under the weather. Yep, could be his last game. Not sure what's going on, if he's even going to be able to be on the sideline on Sunday. Because he's that sick, Patriots, Jets, Bishop. Look, I New England is is still in the mix 
for the number two overall seed, which yes. is an incredibly critical position to pick in. I don't think that they will blow that. Give me the Jets to win outright in Foxborough. The three three most dynamic players, four most dynamic players on the field in this game will be Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and Quinn and Williams. What do they have in common? They're all Jets. Jets by a billion. Onward we go. The Bears eliminated last week late. They are 7-9. and nine. They will close out their season on the road trying to spoil the the playoff hopes of the 8-8 eight eight Green Bay Packers. Uh, last year it was the Lions in this situation. They Same. got the job done. I know where you're going. This Green Bay team, though, I think is pretty good. Their good is you know very what? good. Every time we say they're good, they don't do they, it. They're not good. I think they're going to find a way, though. I, I've liked Jordan Love this year. I, I like the Packers 27-22 to 22 over Fields and the Bears. You like Fields. Yeah, I like Bears. Okay. I, think they, First, I think they're playing motivated. Oh, that's our second difference. No, but we both had the same. Aren't you same but, same but different, right? No, I think Green Bay. Oh, you had – I thought you had 23-22. 27. Ah, ah, ah. 27. Okay. All right, very good. Very good. 22. Okay. You're really going to have to go back and pay attention, folks. Yeah. <laughs> We're all or just run place. from a lot of these. Yes. Uh, Tampa Bay can go to the playoffs on the arm of Baker Mayfield. If he is plays. he playing? Is he playing? He was a full participant today. Okay. Their coach says he will be a go on Sunday. Uh, he's officially listed as questionable, but Tampa Bay visiting Carolina Bishop. Uh, I think Tampa Bay can win the game. I just think it'll be by a field goal. Gross, gross. 14-11. Same. Chris Tabor's last game there maybe as the head coach in Carolina. Born drinks and, on fans. And they yeah. have been. Jeez. We didn't get to that with you either. That was a dollar fine. They find him a dollar. A buck. for. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Not a good look. No. No. By the way. DJ Moore, the number one pick in this year's draft. They get it all up, just kept it. Yeah. If you're them. And they took the little guy. Jeez. Rot row. It's an all timer. It's an all time. And he's been yeah. decent the last month, but it, that could it. end up being an all time. DJ Moore, you heard him. I was the number one pick when they traded me. And now we get another one. And they're gonna get whatever they get for fields or whatever they get if they ransom the pick. Jeez. Yeah. And the Bears are decent anyway. Yeah. Uh, next up, NFC East, Washington, starting Sam Howell. Ron Rivera's career win-loss record is exactly 500. Coaching, in, I would assume, would be his last game as a head coach in yeah. the National Football League. Washington hosting Dallas. Zagora, big number. Big. Dallas needs to win the game. They don't need to blow them out. That's it. And they will, I would imagine, once they have this comfortably at hand, move aside. Same. 100%. Powell, McLaurin, Washington, backdoor, boom. Dallas wins by 10, 30 Same. to 20. You could totally see them being up 20 in the fourth and being Not like, 10. oh, yeah, we're good. Yep. We're fine. All right, we got to go rapid fire. Denver at Vegas. Stidham versus giving us the Stick. longest introduction ever for the last game. And then he's like, guys, we got to go rapid fire. Vegas, whole, Vegas, they love Pierce, and they're fighting for him. Devontae Adams wants him back. They they win. Vegas. Vegas, huge. Blaine Gabbert, Kansas City, visiting Los Angeles and the Chargers. If you're on, just stay away. No clue. I'll take the Chargers. They're, I mean, they're playing their team. Same. Out of your mind, both of you. 
Uh, but we we got to pick something. You have to. This I would, is this awful. One, I, I would never. This. I would never. Speaking, speaking of two teams playing nobody, Los Angeles and the Rams visiting the 49ers. No one playing on the Niners. No one's playing on the Rams. Carson Wentz starts for the Rams on Sunday. But late. Darnold is playing. Yes. And yeah. I think Kyle Wentz likes Darnold. I think Kyle likes Darnold, so I think he'll put him in a position to succeed. So I got Niners by seven. I mean, I got an article today. Good read. 49ers Sam Darnold gets his starting showcase after a season behind the scenes. So he's... Yeah, they're going to give him a position. Put him in a good spot. Same. Up next, we'll see what Philadelphia team shows up on Sunday. Eagles visiting Jersey and the New York football giants. Terod Taylor starts for the G-Men. I think you're going to get a good version of Philly, and I think they, they win by seven. Same. Next. Is them and Dallas playing at the same time? So they won't know the yes, seed. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, Seattle visiting Arizona. Seattle still with a chance to get in at eight and eight. Arizona playing out the string. Seattle had an opportunity to take care of business blew at it. home against Steelers, and they blew it. I like this Arizona team. A little I, frisky. I, I, a little frisky. Maybe Seattle gets it done, but if they do, it would be very close. Twenty-one twenty. I'm going to go same but different. Seattle by four. Sunday night foosball to wrap up the regular season. Buffalo at Miami. Mostert, Waddle, Zaven Howard did not practice on Thursday. Tua, however, a full participant. No update yet for Friday. I think Buffalo is the best team in the AFC other than us heading into the postseason. Ravens. I wouldn't want to play this Buffalo team. I, if, if from our vantage point, I, I know we can beat Baltimore. I know we can. I know we can beat anybody. Uh, but this Buffalo team's rolling. I think they go down there and handle business. All right. I'm taking the Dolphins solely for the reason that I want them to win. Because I think that it would be fun, a fun scenario if, let's say, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's say we win our first round game. Mm-hmm. The Bills are the six seed. They win their first round game. I imagine whoever the seven is, let's say they lose yep. to the two. Buffalo would go to Baltimore. We would go to Miami. Oh. I'll take our chances against the Dolphins. Yep. Maybe Buffalo beats Baltimore. Oh, baby. And then. And then we're here. Here for the AFC Championship. I like the looks of that. I like the way you're... Got to go Miami. I like like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Sunday, Cleveland Browns Radio Network, 9 o'clock, game day, Ken and Gerard, 11 o'clock, the kickoff show with Andy and Tyvis, 1 o'clock, Browns and Bengals from Paycor, Jim, Z, and Gerard on that. Browns at Bengals, how do you see it? Healthy. Browns by a billion. Same. Mostly be healthy. <laughs> be on the plane at 4.15, be home before That's 7 it. o'clock. Be healthy. And uh, let's watch Sunday Night Football and get ready for a wild yeah. card weekend. I back up. Now you're up. Now you're up. But I was up. Was I not? I don't know. You're up, then you weren't. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Now I can say the next level is coming up next. Right. And have a great weekend, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.